0: As I said, um, you don't get to be blessed by Tim or Johnny, um, and I'm not sure if me speaking is a blessing or not, but I'll give this a shot. So um, Tim uh, gave me a call Wednesday morning and explained he was on vacation and and Johnny couldn't be here uh, since he's, he's quarantined and asked, would you be willing to preach Sunday morning? And I wanted to say no with everything. Um, it scared me to death, and I'm still scared to death. Um, but I said yes. Um, so here, here I am. Uh, I'm going to try to continue in and continue on our study of Hebrews this morning. Um, so bear with me. I apologize. Uh, this this message maybe is more of a sermon that I'm giving to myself than any of you guys. Um, but I pray that the message um, that God can speak through the Word and through me. Um if if I what I share doesn't make sense or is a little bit messy or is a little bit hard to follow that's on me. Um I'll take credit for that. Um I actually was still finishing up this morning. So <laughs> um I don't know how long this this is going to be. It might be 5 minutes or it might be 35 minutes. Um, I actually didn't go through and practice the whole thing. So my apologies again if if it doesn't go smoothly. Um if anything I say makes sense um or Hits you, God definitely gets the credit for this this morning, and it's definitely definitely on Him. Um, so with that, I'm just going to open up in another prayer. Um, if you'll pray with me, um, Father, um, again as as we take a look at your Word this morning, um, I pray that you can speak through it, Father. Um, I pray that you can clear my nerves that that I don't get in the way of what it is you're wanting to say this morning, Father. But but that you um, speak. And I be quiet, Father, uh, just whatever's going on in these guys' lives here this morning, our, our brothers and our sisters, Father, I pray that you're just speaking to them and, and reaching them and, and saying something to them, Father. Um, we just ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Um, is life sometimes difficult? Um, maybe it feels like it's falling apart. Uh, maybe you've lost somebody close to you. Uh, maybe you just sometimes feel like you're looking at the world around you, and it and it seems hopeless. Uh, maybe you feel like a ship that's being tossed around in the middle of a storm, just being blown around. Um, does it sometimes maybe seem like that storm's never going to end? Um, we don't ask these things to bring despair, um, but I'll let you know that if this has ever been you, you're not alone. Um, God hasn't forgotten you and left you. You have hope. We have the promise of hope, and I stand before you as that person that, that asks those questions. Um, I struggle daily. Um, I find I'm one that finds it hard to get up and get out of bed every single morning and get going. Uh, many times my mind just doesn't seem to function very well uh, on a lot of days. Um, I still grieve at the loss of my mom, and I can struggle to get through the day a lot of days. So who am I to be speaking about hope today? Um, who, who am I? Well, um, it's not me. I don't stand to do this because um, I have all the answers myself personally, but I know somebody who does. Um, I, I want to be honest and transparent um, that I do fall short daily, but I still hope, and I still know the one who has hope. Um, we as humans can put our hope or try to put our hope into many different things, and, and many times it's the wrong thing. Um, Those things may not last. Um, Those things generally don't fulfill. So the question for us this morning is, what do we put our hope in? Who do we put our hope in? Um, I, I know one who doesn't fall short. I know the one who will never let us down, and I know the one whom we can truly put our hope. And that's the hope that I can share with you. That's the hope that we can share with the world Um, So I want to start with a few questions. How good are you at keeping your promises? And you don't have to answer this out loud, but um, you can think about yourself. You can think about people you know if you want to. But how good are you at keeping your promises? What gives you a sense of security? What, if anything, are you willing to die for? Um, Those are some questions um, that that we're going to look at a little bit from the scriptures this morning. Um, one more question is, does God ever promise us that life will be easy? And you can't answer this one. Does God promise us that life will be easy? No, that's a pretty easy answer. Um, to touch on that struggle, um, that is life, in, in, into the hope that's before us, we need to realize the true hope that never fades and that centers on Jesus. Uh, Philippians four thirteen says, I, "I think that's a verse that even if you're not a Christian, you've you've probably heard this verse." And what does it say? It says, "I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength." We sometimes, I think, can misconstrue that scripture. We we can use a little bit it wrong. Um, I think we we tend to look at that verse wrong. That verse, "I can do all things through through Christ who gives me strength," came from Paul. A man who had been ridiculed, um, scorned, thrown out of town, he was beaten, he was chained, he was thrown into jail. And why? All for the proclamation of the good news of Jesus. And that's what he was in the middle of, of all those tough times when he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's through good times and through struggle that Paul says that. It's through... Um, those times that we can continue, and how it's through Jesus. Um, I want to go back one more time before we go into our scriptures for tonight, or not for tonight, for today, um, and look at a book that we studied a few months ago, the book of James. Um, so if you are in Hebrews, you can go back, uh, or actually go forward, just one book, and we're going to take a look here at James 1. 2 to 16, and it says what? It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face what? Trials. Trials of many kind. Um, trials are not a question. Trials are going to happen in life. There's going to be difficult times in life. Um, James 1, 2 to two to sixteen, I'm just going to read this kind of quickly, it says this Consider it for your joy, my brothers, when you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask you must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed in the wind. That man is not going to think he's going to receive anything. It goes on to say the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. Uh, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he'll it'll he'll pass away like a wildflower. Um, goes on and it says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he'll receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. It goes on to say, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt Anyone, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after desires conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, in its full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So, just a couple points from that, and, and that's just kind of looking at the struggle that life can be and the struggle that life is that first of all paul tells us there in those scriptures that or i'm sorry james not paul james tells us that we are going to face trials of many kinds god doesn't promise to take away the difficult circumstances when we face them Um, too many times i think we we wish god was just a genie in the sky and we could rub the lamp and he's going to make all our troubles go away Um, god doesn't promise us an easy life. He doesn't promise to take the troubles away, but he does tr- promise to be there with us through those those trials. He calls us to persevere in faith through those, looking to God for wisdom, for that perseverance. Um, and God doesn't tempt us either. Um, we're told that it's our own flesh and our own evil, evil desires that, that tempt us. Uh, we're told in other scriptures to flee from, tempta- flee from temptation, um, say no to the devil, um, Many times we tend to flirt with temptation rather than flee from it. The scripture tells us to flee from it. Um, Resist the devil and he will flee from us if we do that. Um, The last thing out of James there is good things in life are gifts from God. We need to remember that and purposely give him thanks. So I'm not sure why I brought James into this, but it came on my heart to fit James into this. Scripture and and what it means to persevere, and what it means to um, to have that that hope that we have. Um, so that that being said, finally ready to get to Hebrews, um, the scripture where we've left off. So one little review here is who was the book of he- Hebrews written to? Who did Tim tell us? Christians. What kind of Christians? Hebrews, ah, very good. The book of Hebrews was written to Hebrews. Um, who's Hebrews? Hebrews are J- the Jewish people. Um, Jesus was a Jew. Um, you look back at all the Old tes- Testament, and you have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Moses. Those are all Hebrews. Those are all Jews. Um, so this is the people that, that are, are being written to here. Um, these people that are taking the, the faith of their forefathers, and then Jesus comes, the fulfillment of that faith, And they accept that. Um, They accept that fulfillment. Um, We don't know necessarily who Hebrews was written by, but some people think it was Paul, but we don't don't have that for sure because Hebrews isn't written like the rest of the letters of Paul. There's no introduction that says, Hi, I am Paul. Greetings to you. Um, So we're not for sure if it's written to Paul, but we do know who it was written to. We know it was written with a Jewish-Hebrew perspective. Um, Again, speaking about their forefathers, um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses... But ultimately, Hebrews is pointing, the book of Hebrews is pointing them back to Christ, pointing them back to Jesus um, as the fulfillment of that scripture and as the fulfillment of all those prophecies they've had. Um, the last few weeks, as Tim's been going through Hebrews, we've kind of looked at, looked at growing up in our faith. Um, yes, we have our foundation in the gospel, the good news of Jesus. But Tim talked about that we're not called just to be an infant and stay to the point of needing to be bottle fed with the, el- with the elementary truths of the gospel. Uh, yeah, the, the elementary truths, truths of the gospel are critical, they're foundation to our life. Um, we, we're falling short um, and we can't meet God's perfection. We can only only have a relationship with God through Jesus. Yes yes, we, we have to accept those elementary truths. But we've got to build upon them. We've got to continue. We've got to move on um, to the righteous life that God is calling us to. Um, we can't give up or forget, but we must pers- persevere in the faith and not grow weary. And that's kind of where we left off. Um, the last verse uh, from last week that we looked at from, from Hebrews six eleven says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who, who through faith and patience inherited what has been promised. Um, I, I like here, this may or may not be written by, by Paul, but the author is pretty blunt here, like Paul is. Um, he says, I don't want you to be lazy. <laughs> um, God's, God does not want us to be lazy. Um, but he want, wants us to imitate those through faith and patience um, and inherit what has been promised. And right from that verse... Jesus, or not Jesus, um, the scripture here of Hebrews takes us on um, to verses 13 through 20. And this is a pretty short verse um, group of scriptures here, uh, but there, there's a lot of good stuff in there, I think, for us today in, in this world that we live in. Um, if you want to read along with me in Hebrews 6, um, it says this, starting in verse 13. When God made his promise to Abraham... Since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to their, to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Okay, we're going to break this down a little bit. And I'm going to have some more questions um, that we can pull some of the truths out of these scriptures for us. So I want to jump ahead for one second to Hebrews 11. Um, Hebrews 11.1, one, and we'll Tim, I'm sure, will go through this in a few weeks, says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Um, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Um, we hear this word hope, and I think we can have the wrong meaning in our mind what hope means. Um, hope doesn't mean, um, oh, I hope that... I get a raise. Um, oh, I hope that I get this job. Oh, um, I hope that this is a good week. Um, or I oh, I hope I hope this or I hope that. Um, that's not hope. Oh, I hope I get this for Christmas or I hope I get I get this for for my birthday. That's not what hope that that we're taught about here in Hebrews is talking about. That's not the hope that that Jesus gives us. Not that's not the hope that God gives us. Um, the word hope here um, is, I don't know if this is pronounced right, but it is el peace. um That means to anticipate, or with expectation, or having confidence. So, this hope that we have is we anticipate something that's coming, or we have an expectation of something that's coming, or we have this confidence in what is coming, Um, It's just not, oh, I wish this would happen, or I I think this might happen. No, it's confidence. It's anticipation. We know it's going to happen. We know it's coming. Um, We expect it to happen. And that's the hope that God gives us. So what hope do we have here? Um, Why do we know there's hope? Um, These scriptures tell us why we know we can have hope. Um, it, it says there's two unchangeable things. There's God's promise, and there's God's oath. So God gave us a promise here in these scriptures, and he gave us an oath in these scriptures. Um, why did God do this? Why did God give us an, an a promise and an oath? Uh, verse 18 tells us this. Um, verse 18 says, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. So we have this hope. Why? So that we can be greatly encouraged. This life is tough sometimes. We need some encouragement. We need some hope. Um, God gives us this hope to give us this encouragement, to not give up, to not let go, um, to not grow weary. Um, The the two things he gave us, the promise and the oath. Um, Let's break this down just a little bit. Um, What, or first of all, who did God make this promise to? Verse 13, who did God promise? Yeah, Abraham. Uh, We've got Abraham that God is making a promise to. And what was God's promise to Abraham? Verse 14 tells us what? Says, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. How did Abraham react to that promise? Uh, verse fifteen. Did it, did that promise come immediately? No. Um, it took took years. It took difficulty. It took trials. It took t- tribulations. Abraham waited that for that promise. How? Patiently. Um, so I think that's a good question for us. How do we wait for God's? promises. Um, we should have patience. In the world we live in, is are we good at having patience? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, we're used to immediate gratification. We're used to, if we don't know the answer, we can Google it and immediately find the answer. Um, if we want something, we can get on Amazon, hit a button, and it's ordered. And, well, before the pandemic, we could have it in two days. It might take a little bit longer than two days, but we can have it pretty quick. We know it's on the way. Um, we're used to the immediate, the here and the now. Um, it's, it's good for us to learn patience. <laughs> um, God, God calls us to patience. Um, God grows us in patience. God um, makes us uh, mature in patience. And that, that's part of perseverance is having that patience. God gave this promise to Abraham that there he was going to be a father of many and did he fulfill that promise most definitely um he he didn't look like he was going to have kids he tried to take things into his own hands and do things his own way and he he messed things up um and he tried to bring that fulfillment to this world and we had another son that was born that just brought, brought a mess into this world, that we still have a mess in this world in the Middle East because Abraham tried to do things his own way. Um, we try to do things our own way. We usually make a mess out of it. Um, if we wait and are patient um, and have the hope that, that Jesus gives us, um, he'll, he'll work things out. Um, we just have to trust him. Um, he, Jesus, or not Jesus, God the Father made this promise to Abraham And we know um, that it became true, but God wanted to not just give a promise. He he put an oath on that promise. Um, What is an oath? An oath is a confirmation that the promise is going to happen. You're confirming that what you said is true. You're confirming that what you said is going to happen. You're confirming that you're going to follow through. Um, God didn't just make a promise but he he gave an oath um, he made a covenant that it was going to um, he was going to fulfill that he, he made an oath to end all arguing um, this question of is God going to do this or is God not going to do this is God going to fulfill the promises that he gave us um, we don't have to argue about that um, he fulfills what he what his promises are he follows through with his promises um there's no question there on that how do we know that we can trust him and that he that he won't retract his promise well first of all we can look back at the history we can look back at at the old testament how many times did god promise over and over and over that he was going to do something and what did god do he continued over and over and over to fulfill those promises um The people in the time of Jesus kept looking and upheld Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David as these pillars of the faith and everything God did through them and everything God promised them. And Jesus was the fulfillment of those promises. Um, Everything that he was promising these people, he was the fulfillment for. They didn't realize it at the time. They didn't know it at the time um, that, that he was the Savior of this world, that he was the Messiah. He wasn't the Messiah they were looking for. Um, they were looking for this this ruler to come and throw out Rome and um, change the political atmosphere um, and, and to be their king on earth. That wasn't Jesus' plans. Um, he, he wasn't here to make an earthly kingdom, but to have a heavenly kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. And that spiritual kingdom um, looked different than, than the Jewish people um, were looking for, but he was the fulfillment of that promise. Um, when God to Abraham wanted to make his oath, he swore to that oath. Um, when you go to court and you have to test um, testify, what do you do? Uh, what do they ask you? They might ask you, do you swear to, to say the whole truth and nothing but the truth? And you might lift up your hand, hold your hand on a Bible and say, so help you God. Um, that's what you're doing. You're swearing. You're attesting to what you say is going to be true, That's going to be accurate. Um, you are swearing on something higher than yourself. You're swearing to God. Um, you're swearing on the Bible. Who could God swear to? Well, he couldn't swear to anybody higher than himself. He was the biggest. He was the greatest thing that he could that you could swear upon. There's nothing bigger. There's nothing greater. There's nothing stronger than God Himself. So he swore on Himself. He said, "On my on my own name, I swear. On my own name, I, I attest that I'm going to do this. Um, you can trust me. I give you my word." God is saying, "We can trust God. Um, he gave us a good reason to put our hope in Him. Um, ultimately." In the time of Jesus, they could see that God fulfilled his His promises of the Old Testament. Um, he, They could see that Jesus was fulfilling the, the the promises of the Messiah. But we have Jesus to look to, and we can see that he ultimately is the reason we can have tr- trust and hope in, in God. And we can see that Jesus ultimately is worth our trust when we read on. And I'm going to read verses 19 and 20. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Again, this world might be crazy. This world might be a struggle. But scripture here tells us this hope that we have is an anchor for our soul. What does an anchor do? An anchor keeps... A boat in place it keeps it from getting blown away or washed away this hope that god gives us is something to hold us in place it's something to keep us from getting blown away by the temptations of this world by the struggles of this world um, by the just the craziness of the world it holds us to the foundation that god gives us this hope that he gives us Um, it says it goes on to say it we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Why can we trust Jesus? Why can we why can we trust God? Why do we have this hope? Why can we trust this hope? Jesus himself, it says who went before us, went behind the curtain, and he entered on our behalf. That may not mean much to us, but to the Jewish person, that made sense. How did the Jewish person worship God? They had their temple. They had these sacrifices. There would be a holy place and a holy of holies. The the priest would have to go and make sacrifices on behalf of the people. Um, Every year they would have a a great sacrifice, a big sacrifice. Um, And once a year they would go into the Holy of Holies, um, just only the high priest. um, And and he would have a sacrifice of blood of animals um, to basically push back the sins for a year. Um, Just a reminder, our sins are still there. Our sins have consequences. We're going to cover them with blood, but it's just going to be covered for this year. Um, it, it, it's not the fulfillment. There's going to be one who's going to come and be that ultimate fulfillment. Hebrews tells us that ultimate fulfillment was Jesus. Jesus was our one and only high priest, our priest forever. Um, we don't need a priest anymore to go on behalf of God before us anymore. When Jesus came, says he went into the he went behind the curtain. what happened when Jesus died on the cross? that curtain was torn from top to bottom that separation that separated us from God was gone. Why was it gone because Christ himself was that ultimate sacrifice. Christ himself was our high priest. Um, Christ himself interceded on our beh- on our behalf. that is ultimately why we can have this hope Is because of Jesus That's ultimately why our, our We have the anchor um, That's firm and secure Jesus Not only died for us But he lived the life As a man um, And showed us an example um, Hebrews talks about Jesus As our great high priest He's our mediator before the father He came to the earth And, and submitted himself to live Under the constraints of a human Just as us Jesus understands our life and our struggles. He is there with us and for us. Um, Just a few examples of looking to Jesus, besides his ultimate example of dying on the cross for us, um, as um, the example that was used during communion time. What's the ultimate example of showing love, of laying down your life for a friend? Christ ultimately laid his life down for us on the cross. But Jesus also lived life on this earth as we do, as an example for us. Um, Jesus spent 40 days in the desert with no food and Satan bringing his temptations. That didn't mean there was no hope. There was still hope. Um, Jesus was living life as we humans live life. He was showing us how to deal with difficulty, um, with hunger, with temptation. He was being prepared for his ministry in those 40 days. Um, we might be going through the desert sometimes. We might be hungry sometimes. We might be tempted sometimes. Um, Jesus showed us that through those temp- through those struggles, there is still hope. Um, Jesus wept. I I look to the example of Lazarus. Um, Lazarus and Mary and Martha were good friends of Jesus. Um, they were close, very very close. And Je- and Lazarus got very sick and. Mary and Martha sent for Jesus to come because they knew He could heal him. And what did Jesus do? Um, he waited, and He knew that, that Lazarus was going to die, and, and He He did. Jesus knew what His plan was, and yet, what was Jesus's response when Lazarus died? Um, he wept. He felt pain. Um, I think I might have said this in one of my community meditations the last I don't know, the last couple of years, but. I don't know if I really understood truly, and I still don't know if I do, why Jesus wept when Lazarus died. But in losing my mom um, almost three years ago, I think I understand. (laughs) It hurts. (laughs) Um, It really hurts. God did not design death to be part of his plan. God designed us to live eternally with him in, in relationship with him. Uh, when when he created Adam and Eve, they walked and they talked with God. Sin separated them from God and built a barrier. Um, and what was the result of that? Death, death of on this earth of of the life on this earth, but also death, separation from from God, separation from um, from Him, from, from our Creator. Um, going back to to Lazarus when he died and Jesus wept there was a pain there, there was a hurt there. Um, we have that pain, we have that hurt um, in life when we lose those we love. Now, if if their trust is in Christ, we have a hope the world doesn't have. We, have. we have a hope that we'll see those people again. We have a hope that they're with Christ for eternity. And that hope isn't just a wish or desire or we we want that to happen, but we have a confidence of that, of being with Christ. Um, but Jesus understands that pain when when there's death. He he's been there, um, so he's there with us when we hurt um, through that through that hurt, through that pain of of death and losing those that we love. Um, Jesus knew what was ahead in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, when Jesus went onto the mount and took his disciples to pray with them. Um, he was had so much. Grief and turmoil, knowing what was ahead, what did he do? He sweat drops of blood. He definitely was going through a difficult time there, knowing what was ahead. Um, and what was his response? He, he he spent time praying to God, praying to the Father, um, asking for for hope and strength and asking that, if he didn't have to do this, that maybe if there was some other way that, it, that 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 it could be done a different way. But he knew it couldn't be done any other way. He knew that he had to go through with this. He knew he had to to give up his life and sacrifice his life, take on all the sins of you and me, and and die to him on the cross and take the punishment for us on the cross. Um, Jesus was going through that 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 difficult time. But that didn't mean there was no hope. Jesus knew that there was hope. Um, Jesus went through the betrayal, the entry accusations, um, torture, and death on the cross. But it doesn't mean there's no hope. Um, In fact, God's plan was to use these extremely difficult circumstances to bring about his plan and his will. He had this plan out from the beginning of time to bring a reconciliation between himself and his creation, to allow us to again have fellowship with him and to be adopted as his children into his family. Tough things are going to be part of this life. Um, Tough things were part of Jesus' life, but God wants to use those as parts of his plan, and God will use those as parts of our plan. Um, We have a hope that there's a resurrection ahead. We have a hope that God is going to work all things together for good for those that love him, or called according to his purpose. Um, man, we're, we're going to have difficult times in this life. That's, that's guaranteed. Um, that's part of living in this fallen world. Um, are we going to, are you going to look forward to to yourself for hope and answers? It's easy to look, try to look to yourself. Um, are you going to look to others for hope? Are you going to look to money, to your job? just to the pleasures that this world has to offer? Are you going to look to politicians and politics? Um, I hate to tell you that all those things are ultimately going to leave you hopeless. (laughs) All those things are going to ultimately leave you hopeless. So the question is, is where have you put your hope? Um, In whom have you put your hope? I know the one who does not fall short. I know the one who will never let us down. I know the one in whom we can truly put our hope. That's Jesus Christ. Um, if you don't have the hope that Jesus can bring man, my prayer for you today is that you can put your trust in jesus um, i my prayer for you is that you can know the hope that he offers that you can have eternal life with him um, i I ask that you can have this hope as an anchor for your soul um you just got to surrender to Him. You've got to trust Him. You've got to give your life up and put it in His hands. Um, If you um, do have that hope, um, I I pray that you can continue and not grow weary in doing what's right. I I, I pray that you can have hope that God's got a plan and a purpose for you in this world. God's got a purpose for us here at Troy Christian Church. Um, God wants us to reach the world for Christ. God wants us to show the good news of the gospel to the world. That's the hope that we have. Um, don't give up. Continue in your faith with perseverance. Um, have hope and be reminded of the hope you have. Um, if you don't have that hope, man, um, come say, see me. Come see Tim. Go. See, come see Johnny. Come see one of the elders. Um, talk to one of your your friends that you know has put their hope in in Christ. Um, we we can have that hope um, and that that hope. Um, I pray we'll, we'll carry us on until Jesus comes back. Um, let's, uh, let's pray, and we will we will uh, close in song. Um, Father, again, we thank you and we praise you um, for, for giving us a hope, um, for showing us in Jesus Christ um, what our hope is, um, for letting us know that we're not in this world alone, for letting us know that you have a plan and a purpose, for letting us know that there's a resurrection ahead, um, an eternal resurrection, where we're going to spend eternity with you. If if we only put our trust and hope in you, Father. Um, again, we um, I, I pray that that those that don't know that Father um, can can let go, um, can put their trust in you, Father. And those that that we do know you, our Father, I pray that we. Um, that we don't go weary. Uh, Lord, that we, we keep continuing on strong until you come back, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.